When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Redcasters, be sure to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to be notified about our latest videos. Go Big Red. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast, the Husker Fan Sports Show. Welcome to the Go Big Redcast. I'm your host, David Gaspers, and I'm with Boomer. Well, I'd just like to send a casual reminder out to uh, Tony White that uh, you're already in the San Diego of the Big Ten, so, you know, don't go looking too hard here just yet. So. That's right, and we are not just a state school, obviously. Uh, also, Redcast Rob. Well, first off, let me make sure that I emphasize the fact that Iowa corn sucks. Okay. Right, we all know that. What else yeah. you got for me, Rob? Well, I mean... It is Thanksgiving week, so I guess I could start off by saying that I'm super thankful um, as I'm actually the only member of the Redcast now officially paid by um, Allo Fiber, the, my internet provider Rob. and Boomers too, because I am now uh, officially an employee of Allo Fiber Colorado. Um, bringing they didn't call us for a resume check, Rob. I'm pretty disappointed in that. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't put us on our resume either, so that's all right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's on my LinkedIn, and it is on my resume, and um, but I put Honky down because I figured if anyone was going to say anything nice about me, it'd be him. Yeah, no, that's good call, Rob. You would not want to put me on there. That would have been disastrous. You know, Dave, you say such things, and you make people like Vegas Jair here extremely happy. You know, when, when you say uh, stuff like that. But the fact of the matter is you like me. I know you do. No, you're We're a good friend. friend of mine, Rob. We Absolutely. are. We're, We're very good friends. I might even I, come I, out on, I might even, I'm talking about maybe coming out on Friday to watch the game with you. Um, swing on down. You know, let's, so let's, I might, let's I might get do ourselves it. a victory. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, we'll take a dive into this Iowa game a, a little bit and, and look back just a, a little bit on, on what happened up in Madison. We also have a whole bunch of uh, games for the BetCast, including some special picks by Vegas Chair. Um, uh, I'm going to test Boomer's knowledge of trophy games as we go through these. Uh, I, maybe I'll learn a few things, too. Um, well, let, let's let's dive in big picture right now, Rob, and talk scarlet-colored glasses where we dissect all things Husker football. And let's start uh, uh, with the Kool-Aid side of it, uh, Ty Robinson. Coming back, hey? What do you think, Rob? I think it's a huge bump for next year's defensive squad, which, Absolutely. you know, we're already a really young team, right? Like, we already got a lot of freshmen that are just – I mean, there's an entire unit that's basically all freshmen and sophomores coming out onto the field um, in every game this year. So <clears throat> I think that all, all it's going to do is just bring in some, uh, you know, continued leadership 
from a player like Ty. He's a grown man, right? Yeah, he I mean, he's been in school that. now for, for 13 years. Um, <laughs> you know, he, second he, PhD. maybe he doesn't feel like he's going to go pro or something like that, so he's just going for his Oh, PhD. no, I think he's... He's going yeah. pro. I, I think. Well, he is. Yeah, he's definitely I'm trying to make a joke here, Dave. I'm saying, you know, he's going to come out of there and they're going to start calling him Dr. Ty before he leaves <laughs> campus. Like he'll have. Right. I mean, Rob Zadica could have actually his... stayed through his entire like, you yeah. know, uh, doctorate. Maybe that's program. who he's taking advice from. You never know. It's, it's, you know, Boomer, I mean, do you, how much do you think NIL has a, a factor in something like this? In the sense that I feel like. I'm, I'm sure a rookie um, salary in the NFL is nothing to sneeze at, even if you're a undrafted free agent or a, a sixth or seventh round pick, as long as you actually make the roster. But you got to make that 50 man, 53 man roster to to get those those paychecks coming in. Whereas uh, Ty Robinson, I'd like to think that he's going to be taken care of pretty well in NIL next year as a six year senior. Yeah, I, I think it definitely certainly can play a role, especially for those players that, like you said, are either going to be the undrafted free agents or maybe kind of a, a low-level round pick that think, hey, maybe if I come back for another year of college, get more film, you know, I can bump that draft stock up a bit and still get paid to do so, you know, and especially since I think he graduated in May, actually. So, yeah, you know, as far as school goes, it's, you know, not that's, a, that's not going to be a big-time suck, I guess, for the, you know, commitment. Yeah, yeah, he can manage going his, forward, his, so, yeah, he can focus his class load. On, yeah, lighten that a bit and, uh, you know, kind of just focus on football and, you know, what he wants to do with that. So I, I think it will play a role for those types of players that, you know, that yeah, are good enough raise to go that draft and want to do a little something more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, having him and Nash back is, is you know, huge. Um, really the anchor to that defense. And uh, we're going to lose a few guys, uh, Quentin Newsom, um, Reimer, uh, a few others. Uh, it would be interesting to see if uh, Heinrich, uh, Heinrich comes back. Um, but yeah, uh, real, real positive sign here, regardless of what happens on Friday. Um, but um, end of the day, we want to see wins more than losses, and we've we suffered through three very tight losses. It's we're too used to these close games, right, Boomer? I mean, it's just it's been uh, something for the entire show, the Redcast, where we just have close loss after close loss, and uh, the undefeated October does feel like a long time ago. Ago, um, the team just has not been able to put quite a few uh, enough points out there for that defense um, to, to to hold up, and uh, we lose in overtime to to Wisconsin. You know, uh, to Wisconsin's credit, Tanner Mordecai played his best game probably all all year. Uh, they were able to lean into us still a little bit. They did get some yardage on us uh, running the ball, but uh, 17 points in regulation. You got to be able to win those games. And Chubber Purdy uh, did his part early, right, with uh, two uh, touchdowns in the first two drives, but then um, seven straight uh, drives that end in uh, no points until we get uh, the three at the end. Uh, general thoughts on the on the loss there, Madison and Boomer? Well, first off, like you said, the, we're so used to these close losses. It's it's actually been a real time saver for us. We've just been replaying the same podcast for the last five yep. years. Yeah, yeah, I noticed, said so the same thing so many times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, that game was just, it started so well and it was just, I was kind of dumbstruck to see how fast we started and how crisp the offense looked those first two drives. And then once we went forward on that fourth down and got stopped, the momentum just completely seemed to, you know, swing Wisconsin's way on that. The offense never quite got that, that mojo back. They had the first two drives. Yeah. I don't know, you know, how much it was Wisconsin 
scheming a little better, maybe respecting Purdy's speed a little more because they certainly looked like they were caught, you know, flat-footed on his first touchdown run. I mean, they he yeah. blew by everybody and I they were they just probably... completely discombobulated on that. And so maybe mm -hmm. they they respected that a little more, schemed a little differently for those runs. And it just, yeah, it just didn't click for so long in that game. You know, it. I, if you'd have told me at that point, you know, at the end of the first quarter, it'd been fourteen and nothing, and we'd hold Wisconsin to seventeen points in regulation and still lose. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of amazing on that. And it, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that, like you said, and you know, special teams. I'm sure we'll touch on too here, you know, in a bit. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of a just another kind of a disappointing one score loss. Just been a string of those, and it almost never seemed to end. Yeah, Rob. Uh, you know, offensively, uh, Chuba does look uh, the part out there, at least with the drives that you know produced points. He he looks. Um, pretty comfortable out there. He looked uh, dynamic running the ball. Um, that the 55-yard run that Boomer alluded to, Wisconsin did send a, a, a blitzer in there. I think maybe a cornerback blitz, and they were really weren't in position. And he definitely did blow by the the defense, but they did kind of settle in a little bit on that and and was able to stop that. But um, what do you think about Chubba Purdy uh, going forward? Well, I mean, he to the kid's credit, he looked really calm in the pocket. He did not seem like he had the happy feet. That made some throws him. that we haven't seen in a while. And he made some throws that we haven't seen in a while. He missed some throws like we've mm -hmm. seen, but mm -hmm. I mean, he made some throws. He looked very comfortable and man, I will tell you, you know, the offensive line looked great out there. Like, you know, holding an open for him. I just, I mean, I feel like we threw the ball too much. Uh, I'll just say it straight up. I feel like we should have just continued to run. Um, you know, there was there was a lot of, you know, six, seven, eight yard runs that we just kept breaking throughout the game. Um, I think Chuba would have been best used in a role similar to what Harburg was doing with maybe some, um, you know, uh, play action, Options? play action type. Yeah, play sure, action type sure. stuff. Right. Like because, you know, it, it just felt like after a while. um they were just continuing. They just started like blitzing him, you know, and even that and our offensive line was holding it, but I don't know, man. I, I, I sounds like you're not sold like, quite. Well, yet. I mean, I'm not sold on any of our quarterbacks really. So you're no, at, the no, question you're asking me is the question you're asking me right now is, is a hard one to answer because I'm not a hundred percent sold. I liked him. I would say it was probably the best quarterback, like, performance, performance of the, year. Of the yeah. entire of the entire season it, it, he looked the part while out there which i sure hope yep. he did because it's in his dna and you know but at the same point um you know god there was just some throws and some plays where they should be easy plays and he was missing them right uh, yeah so, I, I hear you i hear you i mean yeah. it's it's a, it's not a finished product i, I do think that if if I mean to biggest Jared, just uh, his point there. I mean, if, if we could go beat Iowa and, and maybe get a bowl game, it I think it's kind of interesting. You know, Chuba is like this is like his fourth year in college. It feels like I, I could be wrong on that. Boomer, I think I it think, is. You know, I think it Florida is. State and then COVID year and then yeah, he um, might be going for a doctorate too at this rate. So yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. The reality anymore. is, is that I mean, he he he's he's had injuries. He's been banged up. Um, he, he's still banged up right now. I'll be curious to see if he has the groin surgery, if that takes him out of spring ball. feels like his best shot to put any sort of stake in the ground to be a starting quarterback next year at Nebraska is, is this next game and potentially a bowl game, right? Because he may not get that chance in spring ball. 
And regardless of, of how well he plays, they're likely going to bring in another quarterback or two because they just need more competition. There's not enough depth in that room. There's only three scholarship quarterbacks. You should have four at least. <clears throat> so um, uh, <laughs> uh, Vegas Jair says, who sold Redcast Rob? I thought he would be calling for Ch the Chubba Heisman in 2025. <laughs> I agree. I mean, like I thought maybe I'd be giving uh, Rob a softball there, but he, he was actually very um, I'm, honest with his assessment. It's, it's been a really that. long season, guys. All right. Like Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid season for uh, me I mean, is going to be – if they win on Friday, I will be drinking the bowl Kool-Aid for sure, and I'm going to feel really good about it. I just – you know, I'm like – I'm just <laughs> – I'm struggling right now, man. I'm not going to lie. It, it, it's It's been hurting my heart quite a bit. Like, just, you know, it's like I, I want more, and I feel yeah. like I'm not getting yeah. it out of this relationship. Well, it sounds like you're becoming a true Husker fan. I, I appreciate that, Rob. I know, and I've got this Kool-Aid award sitting back, and I'm sure by Friday morning everything is going to be fine and it will change. But um, Everybody handles losses differently and processes, right? Uh, I'm usually one that goes into a shell. I, like, I don't read any of the articles at least for 24 hours. I totally avoid all this stuff. I haven't listened to sports radio until the day before I was sort of prepared for this show. I just avoid it because, uh, but I, I can't stop thinking about it, right? I mean, like literally I sit there and just think about it the whole time, right? And and so while we're talking about that, let's let's throw up the scoring explosion really quick just for the uh, fun of it. And I'll ask Boomer about um, the difference between the last drive versus Maryland and the last drive against Wisconsin in regulation where – um, it, on the surface, you might think those are very similar drives, but in reality, um, it felt like very different situations. And um, the the Maryland game, you're tied 10-10, you're at home, uh, and it, it feels like a field goal would be enough to win it or at least get you to overtime. And, you know, we've all dissected that, that interception in the end zone, uh, which went wrong for so many different reasons. This time around, we drive down again. We're down by three, though, right? Boomer, very different scenario. Um, an offense that has had seven straight unsuccessful drives. Suddenly, they're in the situation to put points on the board. Um, and, and Matt Rule addressed it in the press conference. I mean, he actually slow played and let that clock drain down uh, some to make sure he wasn't going to give Wisconsin the ball back. They took one shot at the end zone. Um, calling a timeout earlier, they could have probably got at least two more uh, shots in before having to go for the field goal. I feel like, um, I, I mean, how do you feel that was that was managed? Yeah, I, I think poorly. I, I don't know how else to put it. I mean, I know some people say you know it's okay to play safe in those scenarios, but you kind of you, you kind of highlighted the differences already. You know, when you're playing Maryland, you know, a field goal will win you the game at that point. So you don't need to go for that touchdown. You know right then and there because you've got the defense which you hopefully can trust you know and even if you know maryland can drive a bit and get a field goal out of it well you're still tied fine but you know you're putting yourself in a position to win with the field goal in that scenario you know against yeah. wisconsin you're a field goal just ties you up and you're playing for overtime and what the worst part about that is yeah okay so your defense can go out and play in overtime as well and you know do well in that but then you've got to count on your offense doing something in overtime you've got to score again to win I mean, yeah, you, which they haven't had a lot of success with at that. Yeah, point. that's a, that was not a, a you know very we're not a good run zone game. team to begin with. Yeah, and we've 
kind of showing that, uh, you know, Alvano isn't always the most trustworthy kicker, uh, you know, in some of these scenarios. Yeah. Kind of the kick he missed were long, but, you know, he hasn't had the greatest, you know, record of success this year. So sure. if he would have made the one at the end basket. of the half, yeah. right, Boomer, yeah. if he would make the one at the end of the half, we're not in that situation. A field exactly, goal yeah. Or, or if you felt you could go for it, you know, it was, it was a longer kick in that first fourth and two that we didn't make, you know, and you go up 17 yes. and nothing at that point. Oh, God, you know, don't get Rob started on that. that. Yeah, he's got the distance for that kind of a kick, but you know, accuracy may be a different question. But, yeah, it's it's kind of a different scenario, and just the time that you just kind of let a lapse at the end of that game. You know, it's it's something that you know, another one of the many things that a lot of coaches do that drive me nuts is just surrendering that time. You know, you're not taking advantage of it, or like at the end of the third quarter, you got 30 seconds left, you don't call a play, let the clock run out. You know, how many times do you want that time at the end of the game? You wish you had that extra 20 or 30 seconds to try to go for that win, and just so many coaches just don't seem to do that, and it. Yeah, you know, I've kind of bit this staff a couple times. Clock management. You know, we've joked about clock manager coordinators being a thing coach staff should have, and honestly, I think a lot of them should, or at least an analyst. Yeah. I mean, our DMs are open, so if anyone's listening, you know, yeah, yeah. we're here. We yeah, watch I mean, a lot of football, and have nothing better to do. So. You know, Dave, Probably. I put some like I put some uh, you know trust in you in a private text thread about you know questioning whether or not we should have kicked it there on fourth and two from oh, that. Oh, please, that Rob. Yeah, oh, I mean, Alvano, if you don't want to talk about it, don't talk oh, about it. Oh, I do. No, but Alvano, but Alvano has the distance on there. And did he miss That's the not, next yeah. one? Sure. You know what I mean? But, I would just, you know, they, uh, I think that, I don't know. I just, yeah, it's, it's just such a hard, it's just such a hard call, I guess, at that point. I just, you know, I guess we just have to embrace the fact that we are just a crappy Iowa when it comes to, you know, we depend on our defense to set us, set our offense up, hope we can score enough points to beat the other team. And that's just who we are this year. Only somehow Iowa continues to figure out a way to win and we continue to figure out a way to lose those games. And and that's probably the, the most caught uh, heartbreaking thing again this year, because these one score losses don't feel like the other ones. You know what I mean? Like they, they, it just feels like, it feels like we're playing so much. Yeah. From, from like the past year, it feels like we're playing so much better in the position. Yeah. It's just at the same time, it's just kind of like, that's why it's more frustrating. That's why it's more heartbreaking. That's why you see me kind of down a little bit right now at sitting at five and six, hoping we win this, you know, on Friday or knowing we're going to win, but hoping we win on Friday, you know, it's like, that's, that for me is is the hard part. And we're talking about a fourth and two where we didn't kick and we tried to go for it. We ended up turning the ball back around. And that was almost kind of like it was that. And there was one other play that I remember Honky pointing out too. That I'll, just, I'll get to that one. I yeah, know yeah. I just those those two plays, those two plays just kind of felt like the turning point in the game where all of a sudden Wisconsin's like, ah, eh, maybe we do give two craps about this game. And so now we're gonna go yeah, ahead yeah. and play. So, I mean, like right. a couple things. First off, I guess. You know, I mean, we have a pretty robust text thread during these games. I I, I was pretty silent at that point because uh, I didn't – I just didn't have, trust anything about Wisconsin quitting, right? I mean, and we, there were several times, Wisconsin's going to quit. Wisconsin's going to quit. And I'm like, we aren't that lucky. We it's just, It doesn't work that way against Nebraska. They quit versus Northwestern. They're not going to quit versus Nebraska. That's just not how it, it works with us, right? Yeah. So I knew that it wasn't over at 14. I never I never but thought it was either for the record. The, the fourth and two, to your point, Alvano has the leg for that. I don't know what the wooden situation was or anything like that, but I guess I'd run the numbers. I mean, I'd like to think that we have enough analytics, and everyone does these days, of what's your odds of converting fourth and two 
um, at their 31 or something like that, I think, or 35. It was probably would have been a 51 yard kick. I remember doing the calculation. 51, 52. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a 30, 33, 34 yard line. Um, what's the odds of getting fourth, converting fourth and two, um, or uh, making a 51 or 52 yard field goal? I mean, they might be about the same or very similar. So, I mean, I think they probably were like, well, you know, we, we, punch this, uh, get these two yards and, and we either get a closer field goal, which a higher percentage, or we're going to score a touchdown. This game maybe is out of reach. Right. Um, so I, I don't blame them for going for, for it all in the fourth and two. Um, you know, they, they easily could have got those three points at the end of the half and Alvano missed the field goal from like 42. So, um, that, that would have broken that, that dry streak of seven straight drives. Right. So, um, that, that makes a difference. The, the the end of the game scenario, I felt like Chuba. We mentioned how he's kind of a dynamic runner. He just it, he's he, he's more elusive than than Harburg, for example. Harburg's got just as much, if not faster, straightaway speed, um, but he doesn't have the lateral quickness and the kind of instinctive running that Chuba feels like he has. You know, who was the number seven dual threat quarterback coming out of of high school, and he, he looked like it. Um, I feel like if I if I was that situation with 50 seconds left at the 18, I would have probably called something like what Wisconsin had called several times, which was a Tanner Mordecai uh, draw, right? Like you snap the ball, you have the have your wide receivers run routes, uh, you count to two Mississippi, and you take off, right? Uh, just see what happens, right? Uh, that would have been safe, uh, and and you know chaos breaks loose there. Chubba can can make something happen, but hey, it, it didn't work. I'm not the coach. Um, and here we are, uh, five and six, and we got to turn the corner. Um, anything else on offense, guys? No, eh. let's throw the, we got about as much stock on his offense as uh, the Huskers have to show. So, well, the, let's talk about the play that you were going to bring up, Rob. And I, I think this was the play of the game defensively that was not made, and that was uh, Buddha Wright's uh, missed sack. Um, there was a few was on the last, no, it was the, the last Wisconsin touchdown drive, uh, before, um, overtime, obviously. Um, and we had him in a situation where if, if, uh, Wright brings him down, um, clean, he comes in on, on a blitz, totally clean. It, it's suddenly, um, they're off schedule by 10 yards at least. And I, I think there's a good shot that we, and I get Wisconsin to punt again. And eventually that offense would have broken through. Um, but he he whiffs on it. Mordecai actually makes positive yards on it. Um, Boomer, I can't remember if that was a third down or not, but it was it was uh, just a backbreaking uh misplay there. And um Wisconsin ultimately takes the takes the lead. Um defense played really well, wasn't their best performance, though, I'd say. Thoughts? No, I, I tend to agree. I mean, it again, it started well when you had some momentum with your offense, you know, scoring early and, you know, keeping Wisconsin from doing a whole lot early on in the game. And then they just kind of seemed to figure a few things out. I mean, you know, once Mordecai kind of played, I mean, he played better than I thought he would, especially yeah, in the hand. The announcers were more than happy to keep pointing out that he couldn't take a snap, you know, under center, yeah. which, which in a lot of ways limited what Wisconsin could do, you know, especially mm-hmm. in the short yardage game, they couldn't line up under center and, do some quick handoffs so that that's one of the reasons i was surprised they went forward on fourth down as much as they did just for the 
you know, the, the limitations of what they had, you know, and they passed on a couple of field goal chances in the game, especially in that second half. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, again, the defense plays well enough to win these games. Um, but with the offense production, what it is, they have to play, you know, just titanically great to, to win. And that's, and that's just hard to ask for week in and week out, you know, especially against even, you know, decent opponents and Wisconsin when they're playing well, was playing. Okay. You know, you got Mordecai and he had Braylon Allen wasn't hundred percent, but he was in there, you know, playing a fairly gutsy performance as an injured running back. So they had things that worked and, you know, it's kind of like with uh, Tua Tagovailoa, you get you know, a mobile quarterback and you need some trouble for this defense in, in a few ways. So that's something that's been a challenge for them. You know, like the last couple of weeks, I think we managed what one sack, each week against Maryland and, and Wisconsin. Yeah, so that's, not enough. Yeah, and certainly not enough. And <laughs> again, and no turnovers, I don't think, against Wisconsin. They didn't turn the ball over, did they? I, I was shocked he didn't fumble one of those snaps at some point, you know, because they're all yeah. got – Yeah, Especially on, they almost dropped two or three, like in the first drive. So I, yeah. I completely expected them to, to drop one later on in the game and have a chance to recover, but they never did. So it was just, you know, a few things that just – we haven't been able to generate them with an otherwise great defense, sacks and turnovers. We just haven't had them a lot in these last couple of games. and. You know, it's just not enough for the for the offense to to score and win. And in third down, I what was our third down conversion rate for both teams? It seemed Wisconsin was yes. converting a decent number of those third and long, but that's been a problem, you know, for years with Nebraska. Yep. It's, it's odd. We seem to have the same problems quite a bit. Once again, same show for the last five years. So all right, folks, you know. Boomer, let's let's talk uh, special teams a little bit. Um what's up with the punting? I mean, that was just backbreaking, man. I mean, like, yeah, wow. yeah, we tweeted that out in the middle, you know, after that, what, the 19 yard punt or whatever we had. You just cannot seed field position like we have been doing in games. Uh, you know, punt coverage has been pretty good. You know, no one's breaking mm-hmm. you know, huge returns for us. Kickoffs are what they are. Half the teams kick them out of the end zone anyway these days, but. You know, the punting end of it, you know, with its returns, you know, we're still not great at those, but man, the punting was just rough. And, yeah, we've seen, you know, we've joked about it with Iowa. They have their all-star, you know, Heisman punting candidate, but they do. that's one of the reasons they win games. That's one of the reasons they're, you know, won the West and have two losses. And, you know, we're five and six right now playing for our lives with bowl eligibility is, you know, when you've got an effective punter, you can flip field positions. You put your defense in a better position. You're increasing those chances to, for your offense to get the ball in a better position. And, if your offense is struggling, you can't see those kind of yards in the long run. And, you know, you're asking yeah. a lot of your defense yet again to try to make up for that. Yeah. At some point, yeah. it's going to break. It, it just it just will. You know, odds yeah. are against it. I mean, Wisconsin. Been able to do that I mean, week in and week out every every series. I'd love to better understand the the technique there. It, it, if you watch Bashini kick, sometimes, especially if it's, you know, or around midfield or so, it's like it's like he's got a a a wedge shot in golf, and it's a sixty-five yard club, and he only wants to hit it thirty-five or forty. So he's doing the three-quarter swing. You know, I mean, his leg isn't fully extended, right? And 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 if you can do that, and and you can put him inside the fifteen, perfect. But unfortunately, he was coming up short of the green essentially. Right. I mean, he would kick and it would go only to the 25. And I'm like, well, if you're only going to get to the 25 and they can return it, you might as well just kick it into the end zone and, and make sure yep. they can't return the dang thing. Right. Go ahead and yep, kick it absolutely. clear. 
I was going to make a short game joke about you, Dave, but I decided to hold back. Hey, I've been, I've been practicing, Rob. You know, I'm, you're I'm always practicing, Frank. Uh, you're always practicing. But uh, it just it's it, it's frustrating to see that because it looks like he's trying to execute um, the type of thing you'd, you'd expect Iowa to do, which is put the ball right down there at the goal line and make it really tough for Wisconsin, and you just can't get it done. Yeah, exactly. And, and it hasn't been just against Wisconsin. It's been kind of a year-long no. year long yeah. problem. Uh, you know, we even saw it in Colorado, you know, when you got high altitude, yep. he wasn't booming punts like you'd think he could. So, yeah. yeah, that's something they definitely have to take a look at, you know, in the offseason. Is that something they can correct? You know, what is it a technique thing, like you said, Dave? Does he just need to work on that? Just just kicking it, just go ahead and kick and, and let it go. And and the other – another big, you know, missed play in the game was could have blocked a punt. It was that close. You yes. Stretch out for that. Like he didn't stretch out right. Yeah, You're he right. just like ran right by it. You know, and uh, that's what's that going to take. You know, yeah. Um, but, uh, it was there on Friday. Just yeah, came through right. basically unblocked. I think he was maybe was surprised he came through that easy and thought he was going to crash into the punter if he did much. But man, you were that. Just put the arms out, even if you're running sideways. You know, see what happens. Yep. I mean, at that point, you there. either block it or take the penalty. Like, just do yeah. one or the other, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're at that point, yeah. If you're yeah, at that point, at that point, like, yeah. take your chance. Because if you block it, you're not going to get the penalty, right? Like, I mean, that's yeah. kind of the exactly. rule, right? Yeah, so just ball, either block it or take the point. penalty. Like, yeah. but you got to do it. And for the record, West Side just went up, um, I believe, 55, about to go up 56 to nothing against Elkhorn South. Um, you're a class A champion, right there. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm guessing Elkhorn South is not going to come back with under six minutes to go in the uh, fourth quarter. No, no. Yeah. I, I say that game is over. Um, bunch of. Well, let's talk a little bit, Rob, about what Nebraska needs to do to, to win on on Friday. And it, it, I think we're hitting on it. I mean, I feel like you know the, and we'll get to the spread here in a second, right? But the over under is at 26, 26 and a half. It's the lowest. <laughs> overrunner of all time um there's uh, you know jokes out there you know these these betting experts that have their own models have negative point totals being scored and in crazy things it doesn't make any sense um it and we know how iowa is going to score because they did it this this last week i mean they they are going to score the a punt return or a pick six or something even with cooper DeGene out that's how they're going to score points is the, the key to the key to beating iowa is doing exactly what we did last year and that is go up big on them and then just hold on for your dear life because you yeah. know they're gonna like yeah. come well, back i mean i mean that's there in you that go. situation you had, you had trey palmer um, and they didn't have anybody that could cover Trey Palmer. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not have that matchup this time. Well, we, I mean, we get a couple of we got a couple of, of freshmen who got that speed on them, and they are a little yeah, bit beat they're up. They're not Trey Palmer yet, though. They are not Trey Palmer yet. No, but you know what? You can always maybe they come out. I mean, we got a couple of kids that are Nebraska natives that know what it means to beat Iowa. Yeah, you know this is this is the Super Bowl right here. You know what I mean? The the NFC Championship game, whatever you want to call it. Maybe they go out. And they just have big games. Maybe Chubba and them have just been working on some of those routes all week long, just over and over, staying late after practice, going to the park, you know, with some sodas and and chips and salsa or something. You know, I, I don't know. What, I have no idea what you're talking about now, Rob. But um, <laughs> I mean, I, I think what I, my point is, I, I hear you, Rob. We need to have probably a, a big play or two on offense, as we just did against Wisconsin. I think. W- what we will get us over the top though is a special teams play, right? Or a defensive score. We need to generate points somehow outside of our offensive system 
to win the game. I, I, I think that's the only way it's going to happen. So um, let's see, because, I mean, Iowa is probably going to do it themselves, right? So we either need to keep Iowa from not doing it or do it ourselves or some combination of that because we can't let them outscore us on, on defense or special teams. We'll leave it yep. at that. Facts. Other guy, other other thoughts on the Iowa game, guys? What do you think? Well, unless they plan to set a lot of their players and you know hope for the keep them fresh for the Big Twelve or Big Ten championship game. So there's been rumors. It is going to be cold, right? Yeah, it'll be cold. So yeah, definitely cold. I don't think snow's in the forecast at the moment, but uh, it'll be a frosty game. So there will be there will be here. snow. Actually, there will be snow. They're saying on Thursday or Friday. I know there is supposed to be here in Colorado. Um, and I remember seeing, I don't think there's any precipitation plan for that plan for Lincoln at all. Okay. Well, you know, I can, I can pull up my handy dandy weather app here real quick and look and so far 0% chance. All the snow is windy. I've seen 11, 11 to 12 mile per hour winds, 29 degrees. That's, that's going to be, well, Nebraska is going to be windy because Colorado blows. So. No, and Iowa sucks, right? So far, and Iowa sucks. So the two things together is going to cause wind in Lincoln. Yeah. Now we'll, we'll uh, break you know, this down maybe a little bit more. Uh, okay. I would just hope, and I'm going to say this, and that we can call this our segue. I just hope that the Heroes Trophy stays in Lincoln. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, we'll we'll talk um, a little bit more about the Nebraska uh, betting action here, but I, I would say of, of, of note that uh, Iowa opened up as the favorite and it quickly moved within 36 hours to Nebraska being the favorite. Now it up to two and a half. Two and a half um, on almost all platforms. Yeah, two to two and a half. So it's really interesting to see that much movement that quick in the in the week tells you that there is some really big bets coming in on the Nebraska side for whatever reason. Um, so uh, – don't know how they know stuff, but this happened last week. It happened late, but like the Northwestern Purdue game, Purdue was favored um, when we did our show on Thursday. By Friday, yeah, you know, I think by Friday it was it was flipped. Like in the morning, um, moved four four points just like that. Huge bets came in on Northwestern. Sure, North Northwestern wins the game. So I'm hoping they know something that we don't. Every kid, every kid with only three games under their shirt with one more game to burn with their red shirt, it's going to just be on the field. They're just going to be rotating so much. It's going to confuse <laughs> Iowa's offense and defense. And we're going to go out, and um, I will say this, and I'm going to call him out because he said he came here just to see you make fun of me, Dave. Vegas Jared texted me earlier this week and said we still win by three touchdowns. So there you go. Vegas Jared has a prediction. All right. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, it is – Interesting. Um, anything else, guys? Nebraska basketball won again on Saturday and looked looks great. All they do uh, is win, 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 no matter. Five what. and zero oh, is that right? Five and zero. Oh. 
That's right. Who do they think they are? The Arizona Wildcats? My lord. Yeah, no kidding. I I think most NCAA champions start five and zero, oh, don't they? So I mean, yeah, yeah it's yeah, science yeah. now. So yeah, yeah, it is science. I I absolutely agree, Boomer. I mean, they look good. They really do. They look like a basket. They look like an NCAA Power Five basketball team right now. And I don't know if I've ever said that about this right before. They I mean, look they really like they're do. constructed the way to that Hornberg wants to see his team look. Yeah, um, it and looks we'll great. see here. Yeah, as they, they maybe they we should have given Frost one. five years. I don't know. You know, was, we did. He wasn't. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, that yeah, was the did. joke, Dave. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> You're not funny, Rob. <laughs> Why are you laughing? All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's head into the BetCast. The BetCast Picks of the Week. All right, guys. So we've got a whole slew of games. Uh, we'll go fast. A lot of these, I don't know if I have a hot take on any of these, but uh, these are almost all trophy games outside of maybe a few games that I put on here specifically because of producer Skip or uh, Vegas Chair. Um, and um, I, I actually asked for uh, Vegas Jair's, uh, you know kind of picks of his week, so I've, I've notated those, so we'll call those out. We'll see how well he does. Let's start with uh, the game on Thanksgiving night. Um, Ole Miss going to Starkville and take on Mississippi State. Uh, I've got um, – this is a reverse. Sorry, guys. Ole Miss, 9.5. Uh, Ole Miss is favored by 9.5. Over-under at 55.5. This is a, a situation where I took uh, you, Louisiana Monroe last week at 37 and a half to cover versus Ole Miss, knowing that Ole Miss had a Thursday game um, in a short turnaround. Sure enough, uh, the Ole Miss did not cover that 37 and a half. Um, here you got Mississippi State, five and six, trying to get bowl eligible, but um, already moved on from their kind of interim coach, Lane Kiffin, trying to win 10 games, I believe. Um, what do you think here? Egg Bowl. Oh, Egg Bowl is usually full of fun and excitement. So there's a fight. It is. Somebody makes, you know, dog peeing motions Blue on the field gestures, and tossing yeah. the game. Yeah, this is always entertaining to watch and should be just a thing to, to wind down a Thursday, you know, after stuffing our faces. But, uh, yeah, go ahead and give me old Miss on this. I, I don't know what Mississippi State has, has in the tank here. So. Yeah. Rob, any thoughts? Egg Bowl. I mean, it's gonna be entertaining. A nine and a half seems kind of high in a in a rivalry game like this. Sure, um, I would say I would say yeah. uh, take Ole Miss to cover. I, I'm I'm uh, already got a bet down for the uh, under. Um, I, I, I I like trends. Uh, this game has hit the under five years in a row. Uh, to your point, Rob, rivalry games can get a little you know sticky. You know, um, sometimes they have some some messy weather down there on Thanksgiving. Um, and so, uh, under hits a lot in this game and they have not, uh, collectively gone over 55 points in any of the last five matchups. So we'll see. Um, all right, let's go to uh, Vegas Jair's first, um, special, uh, in, uh, Cincinnati at Kansas, Kansas favored by six. I believe I got that right this time, uh, over under 58 Vegas Jair likes taking the, uh, the points there. And thinking since he will stay within six, uh, you like uh, Jerry's Jerry's pick here, Rob? No, I'm going KU. <laughs> all right, all right. Now the Kansas State did did beat KU last week, 31-27. Yep. Um, That's a rivalry game, though. This is not your classic that was Big Twelve the, matchup that this, it appeared to yeah. be. Boomer, if this was a trophy game, what would you uh, uh, make it up to be? 
Oh God. Uh, it could be like the you know the Fox Sports two we needed filler for our conference trophy. So that's you know why Cincinnati. The Bearcat and a Jayhawk. Yeah. yeah the the Bearhawk trophy. Bearhawk. Yeah. Yeah. The Jaycat. That sounds awful. Yeah. The Jaycat. Yeah. That sounds bad. It, it too. could be a really ugly trophy with the two animals kind of merged. Oh, it would be an ugly. Trophy. No, it could be yeah. the Jaycat trophy, sort of like and they could, they could have like yeah. some guy like playing like jazz musician because he's a J cat right like <laughs> okay i like that let's one go wrong. with that yeah all right yeah let's no, go why not yeah um all right well vegas chair uh thinks that cincinnati will we'll, we'll cover that okay uh, i have no idea what their quarterback situation is anymore. no i don't either that's why this um, game is a mystery to me so yeah. yeah yeah um all right uh here's one that i i brought up just because of producer skip and a uh a season win total uh over under Colorado State at five and six right now, um, favored by six at, at Hawaii over under 54 and a half. Um, I have uh, Colorado State um, with their win total at five. And so I am at, at a push right now. But uh, if they could win and they, they are favored here by almost a touchdown, I can get my, uh, my season win total over the five and I, I take that home. Rob, what do you think? CS is going bowling, man. This is a game. I mean, come on, talk about a perfect setup for them. They get the last game against a team like Hawaii, who's absolutely yep. terrible. Um, you know, they've got five wins already. They need the six to go bowling. Hawaii's probably Hawaii's probably thinking about like surf lessons and and you know trying to get off the island. Surf so, season I mean, probably started already. You know, yeah. And so I mean, CSU CSU by at least two or three scores. All right, all right. I like that one. All right, Boomer. Um, I, I put this one up thinking that it had like a shillelagh of some sort as a trophy, but that is that's USC and it's right. It's other, yeah, you would Notre think Dame. it'd be a shillelagh with Notre Dame. No, they they play for I think it's the Legends Trophy. It looks like a kind of like a lamp your grandmother would have had in a room, or yeah. maybe something she keeps candy in, you know, on a little big chunk of hard candy that's all you know kind of worked together over the years. But yeah, I think it's right. the Legends Trophy. So. Well, this will be an ACC matchup going forward. We have the Fighting Irish minus 26 going to the farm, taking on Stanford over under 51 and a half. Um, but yeah, a future uh, ACC opponent for Notre Dame here. As is tradition. You know, yeah, it's just, that's yeah. an odd thing. To well, say. the trophy can continue that way yeah, at least. Exactly. Know? So, yeah. But, I wonder uh, if Notre Dame will request Stanford to be a, an annual, one of their annual five that's ACC a good question. matches. Yeah. Just, like, I suppose they could. Play Stanford. Yeah. So. Uh, and as for the game itself, oh boy, uh, Notre Dame, yeah, that's a lot of points, but that's a lot of points. Uh, Stanford, geez, they can barely get out of the teens most days, so yeah, go ahead and give me Notre Dame on that one. They can cover that, I think. I don't think All right. Stanford's All right. got a whole lot in them. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, this is the Flutie Bowl, I don't think it's officially called that, but. Miami, University of Miami at Boston College. Uh, Miami's favored by nine and a half. Um, Vegas Jair loves the Eagles here. I've seen this number come down to eight and a half already uh, since I made this chart. So uh, the line is moving. Um, Rob, you, are you back in Vegas Jair this time with the uh, I am. Eagles? I am. This is a game where it just it would not surprise me to see Miami figure out a way to screw it up. They've done it a few times this season. Yeah, they're about they're about due. Yeah, the, obviously a disappointing season for Miami. Um, Boston College is already bowl eligible and has been plucky this year. Yeah. Um, 
Boomer, any thoughts on Vegas Jerry's pick for BC? Uh, yeah, I I think Miami can win this game. I mean, they are slumping. I think they've what lost three in a row, but uh, mm -hmm. I think Boston College can cover nine and a half. This would be like a six point win or so for Miami, assuming they don't try to run the ball, you know, to run the clock out and fumble it again. So just yep. not a given with the Hurricanes. So yeah, true. Uh, all right, let's uh, swing out west here and knock out some some rivalry games that may be going away. Uh, this one in particular, Boomer. We have Oregon State going to Eugene. Ducks are favored by 13 and a half over under at 62. Uh, this is the Civil War. Yes, and a trophy is at stake in this one. I mean, can you name it? It's the platypus trophy. Correct. They, it has feet like a duck, but it's furry, so which makes sense for the you know the beavers and the ducks playing together. Yeah, definitely, definitely a fun trophy, and it would be one I'd hate to see go away. You know, we'll, we'll cover you know one of the Pac-12 rivalries that's going to stick around for a few years here in a few games, but. Uh, yeah, Oregon's got a lot to play for here. They're, you know, still trying to get themselves in the playoffs, and they're trying to position themselves as being the, the marquee team in the Pac-12 if they can avenge that loss to Washington in the title game. So mm. they're going to go all out in this one. Um, it's at home. Last time they're going to play Oregon State probably for a while. So give me the Ducks in this one to cover. Yeah, if this was in Corvallis, I would I would think that the, the, the Bees would have a, a good shot. They uh, came really close against uh, Washington last week. Rob, thoughts? Oh, Oregon all the way. I, I easy mean, cover it at two touchdowns. Okay. Easy cover, easy cover. I mean, they'll probably. I would take also the first half over. I think. Uh, I think Oregon. It's only like six in the first half or something like that right now. So, so it's under a touchdown. To, I think, the spread I think so. is okay. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, all right. Uh, well, uh, swinging down. Rob's uh now very uh, suddenly a very proud Arizona basketball fan, even though he gave up his uh, hooded sweatshirt last March. With, uh, when they lost. And oh, is it still at your house? Oh, yeah. It's right behind oh, me. Okay. I'll come um, pick it up in March again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I have an Arizona shirt that's older than like. Well, the Wildcats are, are playing listeners. some good football under Jed Fish down there. Uh, 10 point favorites versus Arizona State over under at 50. That's a Neville Stadium. Um, I don't even know how it's so close, Dave. I really don't. I, Arizona minus, State I has been playing a lot of teams tough. Um, yeah. They had beat UCLA, um, but they have gotten blown out at times too. I mean, Arizona looks like the best team in the Pac-10, Pac, whatever it is right now. Um, they they look like one of the best. I should say one of the best teams between them, them and Washington. I think in Oregon. Yeah, in Oregon too. I agree. But I think Oregon's Arizona right now. Them. I'm not looking at records. I'm not looking at, but right now, yeah, like overall complete team, the way Arizona's playing, um, I think they compete with anybody in in there. I I think they compete with a lot of teams across the country right now. They're playing great football. So I I mean, and that's not just me being a homer. I normally I expect to watch Arizona and it, to look like trash. I was hoping that we would look like Arizona does right now, but we just don't, you know. So yeah. All right. Wildcats favored by ten. Uh, should be interesting. All right. Um, Boomer, one of the favorites right here. Apple Cup. Wazoo yes, it is. At Washington uh, for the last time uh, in, in a while. 16 and a half point favorites. The Huskies are over under at 68 and a half. What does the Apple Cup look like? 
Uh, just like a standard trophy, and there's kind of a apple sort of thing on the top of it. Yeah, it's. I, I was hoping it'd just be a gigantic apple. Of gigantic some sort. apple. Yeah, but yeah, sadly no. But yeah, not that exciting. Or, or maybe like an iBook or something like, or a MacBook or something. But now they haven't gone that quite that corporate yet. But uh, yeah, they actually have said they're going to keep playing this series at least through 2028. So they've got. Okay, this one so. is continuing. Excellent. Yeah, they're going to continue this for a little while yet. So, um, That's and good. hopefully it keeps. Oh yeah, yeah. They announced that yesterday or the day before. Yeah, it was very quite recent news on that. So, you know, these Excellent. rivalries can continue if schools want them to. There's no reason they yeah. have to go. Yeah, away. Yeah. I know there's a lot of bitter feelings about it, and people complain, you know, when teams leave conferences. But these don't have to end. I mean, they can keep going if schools. Want Are they going to get played early in the year, or I don't? I don't know if they announce like when they plan to play them. I imagine it will be, you know, kind of just another yeah. conference game. I'd be curious. It's hard to see them penciling this in in the Big Ten mm. schedule lately. Did you say Oregon, Oregon State's also continuing? No, I have not that seen one that is going else yet. Okay. That one, as far as I know, is possibly ending. You know, they haven't said anything okay. yet, as far as I know, on that. But uh, gotcha. Yes, yeah, this, this is an interesting game. It's a lot of points. I mean, Washington's kind of been playing close to the edge lately um, on a lot of this. But uh, I think Washington State can cover that. I think I'd still take Washington to win the game. But I think it'll be a little closer than 16 and a half. What do you think about the 68 and a half over under, Rob? That's a lot of, yeah, it's a lot That's of points. That's a lot Let's of see points. What Rob yeah. That is a lot of points, right? I mean, that would be like a, what, a 40 to, I mean, even 40 to 35 wouldn't even, well, yeah, I guess that I would cover it, that, but yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, last week, Washington, Oregon State was 63 and a half, 64 and a half. I don't know where it exactly closed. And it didn't come close. It was yeah. 22-20. So, yeah, um, I, I just, and, and, Wazoo's one of the more disappointing teams, right? Like they started out so hot, right? They were one of like the they were like one of the nine ranked teams in the Pac-12 to start the season, mm-hmm. whatever, however many they had. Um, I don't know, man. This this again, it's a rivalry game. 68 and a half seems really high. 16 and a half feels really high. Um, I mean, I would take Wazoo to cover in the under. Okay. All right. All right, let's uh take another one of Vegas Jairs, uh favorite bets here. And he's taking Virginia Tech, two and a half point favorites over UVA, over under at 51. Boomer, can you uh, name this uh, this game? Uh, yes, it's the uh, Commonwealth Cup is what they play for. You know, it's Commonwealth state of Virginia. Cup. It's the Commonwealth of Virginia, and they, they play for the Commonwealth Cup there. So pretty exciting. I The game itself, couldn't tell you. I haven't uh, paid a whole lot of attention to Vatek or Virginia this year, so – but. I'll go with whatever Vegas Deer says. Vatek has been surprisingly uh, decent this year. Um, I don't know what um, Vegas Deer sees this in particular, but I, I might tail him just for the for the fun of it. Yeah, Rob, why not? We'll, we'll, we'll trust him this time. So. Yeah, yeah. I I have no I have no idea. I'm not, I can honestly say I've watched a single one of these two teams all season. Um, moving on, I'll take, I'll take Vegas Deer's word for it. All right, here's another one, uh, Boomer. Uh, Clemson favored by just a little bit more than a touchdown, seven and a half uh, at South Carolina in Columbia, over under 52. These guys play for what trophy? Uh, it's the Palmetto Trophy, being uh, South Carolina's the Palmetto State. It, That's sadly, right. one year they did play for the Hardy's Trophy or Hardy's Cup, I think it was. They uh, named it for one year? Yeah, it was a different trophy altogether. It was actually like Hardy's. The, oh, my God. held the way the, the fast food joint was, and then they decided yes. that was a stupid idea. And, it's a horrible the Palmetto man. trophy. So, yeah. Wow. And it's uh, just a metal tree, metal palm tree on a stand. So. Yeah. 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 Exactly. What exactly. What delivers what it promises. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, I mean, it's no land grant trophy, but 
few things are, Dave. So it's true. Sure, we'll get to that soon enough. Uh, I don't. I mean, Clemson seven and a half. They what seven and four now? Rob, you have any thoughts on this one? Well, you know, we did have um, one of our writers, uh, Jaden. She she left the Greeley Tribune to go to South Carolina and actually be a sports writer for South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh-huh. Um, so I think I'm going to just go ahead and I'm just going to call it the Jaden cup and she can just go ahead and give South oh, Carolina the win on that's this one. Nice. That? nice Rob. All right. You're, you're taking, taking the game. Well, you know, my expert analysis is good as your guest. So, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Deep cut there. All right. Uh, Boomer, uh, Kentucky at Louisville. This could be another one called the Commonwealth cup. Could it not be, but it's not right. Uh, yeah, it is the Commonwealth of Kentucky, but unfortunately they decided not to, to completely tread on Virginia's ground there. This is just the, the governor's cup, I believe. So. Right. But Which is a common name. Governors Victory and bells governor and governor cups. cups are everywhere. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of those governors just have to work their way in for political reasons. So, mm-hmm. yeah, quite a few governors I, I, cups out there. I think I like Kentucky here, especially if you can get the seven or maybe get it at seven and a half. If it keeps moving. Oh, or even by the hook. Um, I, I think Louisville is going to win the game, but they just came off of a tough game there where they won in the last minutes versus Miami. They're getting ready for the ACC championship game. Uh, this is out of conference. Doesn't impact any of that. Um, they've had a relatively soft schedule. Kentucky um, is not world beaters, but they have been battle tested in the SEC. Uh, I think the Wildcats are going to make this a, a close game. Rob, what do you think? I mean, yeah, I agree. They, they will make it a close game. I still think Louisville either you either covers or pushes on it. You know, the Seven, over. Right? Yeah, the over. I'll take, take the over, over, though, huh? I'll take right. the over. Yeah. All right. All right. Boomer. Anything? Yeah. Well, I think if you're Louisville, you don't want to risk losing this game because that'd be two losses for you. Then if you're going to the ACC title game, that might be three if you go into that. And that'd drop sure. you way down the bowl slot. So I think if you're Louisville, you got to take this game seriously and, and you know, play to win this thing. And, you know, give yeah, yourself that fair. momentum going into that ACC game just to just to make sure you end up on the right side of bowl selection. So right, you want you want to be going to New Year's Six Bowl, no question. Exactly. Asked. So yeah. uh, I want you give me Louisville on this. So first, I can have this push. I think it'll be about a seven point win, give or take a point. I think so. All right, um, Florida State minus a starting quarterback uh, favored for just under a touchdown, six and a half um, at Florida in Gainesville, over under it. 50 uh what does florida state do here and can they finish the job and get into the acc title game unscathed oh boy yeah and, and is it, this for the florida florida they, cup yeah florida cup. Well, that's a real that's a real banger of a name right? it's a it's yeah. a, like a round robin with miami too so it's like yeah it's pretty much that and it's they woke up more that morning and oh god that trophy was due today come up with something in florida <laughs> cup, so yeah uh yeah that injury in, with the florida state was just awful to see but uh you know once again they can't they can't risk losing a game either if you know they have playoff interests so you know, even if they'd win the oh, acc yeah. if they'd happen to lose this i think that'd be more than enough to keep yep. them out so they can't, I agree. can't risk that so i think florida state can cover that this is another seven point win so, take, so. their you second string quarterback didn't he look pretty good coming in last week he threw for like Couple hundred yards and a couple. Yeah, but pounds. that was against what Northern Alabama or something like that. So yeah, it was. It was, yeah. but I mean, still, we've seen quarterbacks come in and do much less against teams like that. So you know what I mean. At least like they've got a guy. You know, hey, you know what? Maybe here we go. A couple of Florida State backups win this week. All right, 
I like that. That's good. I like, I like that. that. Yeah, I like where we're going. All right, Boomer. One of my favorite named rivalries of all time. Georgia oh, versus Georgia, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Tech. Well, I was just going to say they play for another Governor's Cup trophy. So, you know, which is, mm. you know. Uh, what, exactly. What's the rivalry called? It was a good old-fashioned hate, I believe. Good old-fashioned hate. I love that. <laughs> so a lot of, lot of ill will there in the in, in, in the state of Georgia. So Yeah, because all the answer. smart kids go to Georgia Tech and don't come play football for Georgia. Is that what it is? Imagine but Georgia right, Tech yeah. also has a, a lot a different not not they have less in-state um uh attendance i, would I thought you were about to say inbred but yeah no <laughs> <laughs> completely different state rod <laughs> uh yeah. that one is actually uh <laughs> just joking yeah. Missouri minus seven at Arkansas. Speaking of immigrants, we're in Missouri. Arkansas, Missouri. It's just the softball's there. You got to hit it. You know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Fifty-four and a half. Uh, this is uh, this is like the boot, uh, right? No, that's uh, Arkansas and uh, LSU. This and is Louisiana. the uh, battle line trophy. I think. The battle line. Sorry. It's, yeah, I got. I got my. A, Small trophy with an outline of Missouri and Arkansas, kind of like hockey. You wanted our logo to be the Platte County outline, kind of briefly. <laughs> in the, in the, yeah, back when we first started, but uh, we thought better of that. And these schools haven't yet, so that's the best they could come up with. But uh, yeah, Missouri's playing pretty good football, so give me Missouri; they'll cover that. So. Yeah, Arkansas retaining Sam Pittman—that's kind of interesting. But uh, yeah, I think Mizzou can cover the seven. Um, all right. Um, I think I've heard of this one before. Alabama going to the school called Auburn. Is, is this an important uh, rivalry game, Boomer? I don't know. Uh, I, I think so, or at least was once in the day, you know, sometime back in the 1890s or something. Little known iron-producing state, Alabama. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah Birmingham is. was a well-noted iron iron manufacturing yep. center. So Birmingham I'm sure it tied in with that. So. 14 and a half, over under at 48 and a half. Rob, uh, taking the Alabama first half cover. Um, yeah, what is the first half cover? Seven and a half. Is it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, I said it last week, and Bama proved me right. I, I think the spread that I got Alabama at on the full game and at the half, at the half, it was 28 and a half was the half. You, you found it, a first half spread last week? I looked all over for it. I did, yeah. I Chattanooga yeah, well, I, I got it. I got it right. So Alabama came out and scored almost right away. And I oh, and oh. I was like, oh god, I forgot to look. What was the first half spread? So I tried to get it before it changed. So you got it alive, and there was nothing there. And then as a live bet, I got twenty eight and a half. And by the time that I bet twenty eight and a half, literally like ten seconds afterwards, Alabama scores again, and I was like, oh, this is easy money. And yep. so then, and then I looked to see what the um, what the over under on the game was, and it was like sixty and a half. And I was like, geez, Alabama's going to score that on their own, and they almost did, and mm-hmm. easily covered. I think it was actually 58 and a half was the, was the over under that I got it at live. So yeah, I got in a little bit late on Saturday morning with some of my bets and Alabama train is, is back on the track. Definitely one to the ride. All right. uh, Let's go back to Vegas Jerry here. And we're hitting in the big 10 country with uh, the land of trophy games and, and, and rivalries, Uh, Northwestern at Illinois, uh, finding Illini minus six over under at 46 and a half. Biggest Jerry likes that Wildcats, though. Um, and I, I tend to agree with him here. It seems like a kind of a, a fishy line, personally, considering Northwestern's already um, bowl eligible. Uh, Boomer, what do you think here? Yeah, I was kind of thinking that same thing. I mean, Illinois is playing for a bowl, too, and they've kind of improved once they had their you know backup quarterback in. And 
Yeah. You know, had good chance. And they had chances to beat Iowa last week. And, you know, sure it didn't fell it was right there. for a variety of reasons. You know, Iowa special teams and some crappy pass interference calls that got picked up. You know, there's one in particular. Who do they think they are, Nebraska? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, Northwestern is just playing incredible ball this year, considering what everyone expected about them going into this season. And mm-hmm. I'm just shocked at what they've been able to do. This would get them to seven wins, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Insane. They're looking at eight if they win a bowl game. Isn't that insane? Yeah. I never. LeBron going to be the Big Ten coach of the year. He's got. His be... I'm bowl, curious what odds you would have gotten to pick that for Northwestern at the start of the season. If you'd have said you know, six or seven in the team, it, you could have made a killing. I think. Um, yeah. Wasn't there yeah, over a Lincoln total trophy. Like two or three, Dave? Yeah, yeah they used to play right. for a cigar store Indian, which they lost somewhere, which is probably for the best, and then they. Huh. Replace that yeah. with the equally offensive, uh, like Sweet Sue Tomahawk, until the NCAA told them they couldn't do that anymore. So, and now it's the Land of Lincoln Trophy, so it's a what, brass or bronze uh, stovepipe hat from Lincoln. Yeah. So, which is yeah. not a bad I, trophy if you're yeah, thinking it, it, way more sense than the others, you know. Yeah and, yeah, and much more sensible in today's day and age. So, yeah, why don't you go ahead and give me the Wildcats when I've when I've counted them out this year? They've proven me wrong every time. So let's let's give yep. them a shot this yep. week. So, Biggest I'm going Northwestern too all day long. All Vegas right, we are tailing Vegas here, 100% on that one. All right, here it is, Boomer. Penn State, 20 and a half, playing Michigan State at Ford Field, I believe. Is that right? Over uh, under yes. 43. Um, don't we actually have an image of this thing somewhere? In oh, the, we do. Over oh, there, right is, there. Boomer. There it is. Yep, what the land grant is trophy. That? Yep, that is the land grant trophy. That is what they play for. And if that isn't something that, you know, a couple kids glued together the night before the trophy was due, that's... I mean, it's not even real land wood cards, I can tell. It looks like yeah, a laminated like gold, show. Is, like, land, is Land Grant a person, or is it like... No, you know, Land Grant is <laughs> a type just, of university that's established. I'm just you know, kidding, Dave. Yeah. I'm just kidding. But no, I don't think you are, Alan Rand, I am, I at Walmart, and yeah, it's... it's there's nothing it's holding just, this together, but a few, you know, Alan Ranch nuts and... Maybe just, some wood glue. Well, I, I was thinking maybe that you know somebody named Land Grant made the trophy. So you it'd know, be funnier and, than and that, that's why it's so bad. <laughs> I have no, um, I have no idea. Penn State might be beaten down, but they they might cover the the twenty one. Sparty's been feisty, and they did didn't Sparty beat Indiana last week for the old brass spittoon? I believe they did. Yeah. Old brass yeah. spittoon. Yeah, that's a classic. Speaking of Indiana. All Indiana sorts of fun stuff you play for in the Big Ten, but Purdue, Purdue favored by three. I have a number in there wrong. Sorry about the edit, guys. Over under at fifty and a half. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is minus three. Um, it was minus two and a half when I saw it last. So perfect. Minus three sounds good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the old oaken bucket, correct, Boomer? That is correct. Yep. Is there a story behind the old oaken bucket? Oh, there probably is. Like, you know, most of the Big Ten trophies, it usually involves like poison, poison water or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, a lot of poisoning of, of wells going on back well, in the day. You know, it'd be so unlike teams in the, in the old Big Ten to try to cheat and take advantage and, you know, right. screw the other teams over, you know, and, and twist some rules to their advantage. So, but <laughs> yeah, we know that doesn't happen these days, right? No, no. It's a, it's a clean game now. Exactly. So nothing like that could happen. But, um, I have yeah, no idea on this game whatsoever. I, I don't just, either. Indiana had moment. a nice little streak going until this last week. They lost to Sparty. Uh, hell, give me Purdue if I had to bet on this for no particular reason. Sure. At least Purdue's got a new coach in Indiana. Are they going to fire Tom Allen? I don't know. Um, we'll see. I, I, if you're Indiana, what are you going to do better? I don't know. But yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Whiskey now bowl eligible, um, favored by a little under a fill goal at Minnesota, over under 42. 
This is for the acts, right? Paul yes, Bunyan's acts. Minnesota for bowl eligibility too. So yes, yeah, is kind of big on. They used to play for a slab of bacon, but they lost that too. So that's great. somewhere there's a storage closet with a bunch of old Big Ten trophies <laughs> that are just sitting around there. So I mean, you think maybe it's like a fraternal thing where like they're just like you know the guy that had like the uh, wasn't there like a telephone for one of the Nebraska? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was. Was it? I don't know. It was Missouri was the best, like, wasn't it? Like they're really buried somewhere. Like, like these these people yeah. that have stolen these trophies. And then they like, oh, yeah, the Buffalo that we lost for Colorado, yeah. for example, right? And like, yeah, there's exactly. just like these guys yeah, that randomly get together once a year with like is. stolen trophies. Yep. And that'd be a great, can, great show to do. Can we go back like just one? Because I was so curious about the uh, old oaken, whatever the hell bucket. it's called. The old oaken, it's bucket. The old oaken bucket. So listen, bucket. there was a resolution made between alumni from the two schools that an old oaken bucket as the most typical Hoosier form of trophy, that the bucket should be taken from some well in Indiana and that a chain be to be made of bronze block IMP letters should be provided for the bucket. The school winning the traditional football game each year should have possession of the old oaken bucket in quotes until the next game and should attach the block letter representing the winning school to the bail with the score engraved on the latter link. Nice. There yeah. you go. There you go. That was in 19, 1925. I'm curious what sort yeah, of be... they had to find this typical who's your old open bucket. Right. And it was the Chicago chapters of the Indiana and Purdue alumni of organizations. Of course. So there you go. Yeah. They were probably well, sitting around drinking brandy, smoking cigars or a, illegal whiskey or something, you know. A Wikipedia entrance on the uh, five bits of broken chair trophy 100 gonna, years from now. I'm going to donate $3 to Wikipedia just for that right now because they're asking for it. There we go. Uh, all right. Oh, uh, two out, more. Yeah, they... Yeah, they did okay, actually I mean, find the old slab of bacon in a storage closet oh, in Camp Randall. So no, is, shut the yeah. front door. Oh, no. Sure enough, yeah, and they found it in the 90s, yeah. <laughs> been there, yeah. It's, it's, yeah they could exchange both things. Who was, who was, who was the coach back then? You know, it wasn't Mangini, was it? Uh, no, it would have been Alvarez <laughs> in the mid-94. It, mid been yeah, it was so. a joke again, awesome. Mangini. Yeah. I mean, uh, it'd be Mangino, I believe. Is oh, Mangino, Mangini. Mangini was uh, Eric Mangini, the Jets coach. And oh, Rams yeah, coach. same he guy. They not really overweight big. at all, really. He was a, he was a big dude, though. Is my point, you know? And there's Mangino, a slab of bacon yes. went missing. Yes. So yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, the game: <sighs> Ohio State at Michigan. Biggest year likes Michigan to cover the three or three and a half. Um, it was. When he made that statement, it's now three and a half, I believe, over under 46. Thoughts, guys? What do you think? I've never rooted for Ohio State so hard in my entire life. I don't know I if they don't can do care it. Care that much about these? Like the cheating thing is just, man, whatever. So I know, I mean, but it's, but yeah, but you should see the conspiracy theories that are coming out now from Michigan fans all week, and it's like getting to the point of being like, this anyway. is why I stay on social media, Rob Boomer. <laughs> yeah, God. Just, yeah, I'm kind of with Rob. I kind of like Ohio State to win, but uh, I think Michigan will win this game. Weird. Now, the funniest result would be in Michigan to win and then lose to Iowa in the Big Ten title game. That would be the perfect scenario. Mm -hmm. Just to, for, just to for Big Ten purposes, Boomer, what's the better scenario, Michigan or Ohio State losing to get two teams in? What's the most likely? How, how do you get two teams in? Well, I think Ohio State's got the better schedule. I think they could possibly slide in with a loss where I don't know if Michigan could. Yeah. Because what's Michigan's best win? I mean, they haven't really 
their non-con is pretty non-existent and they're uh, if they don't win this game uh, Penn State would be their best win and that's kind of faded yeah. a little bit too so yeah I think that would probably be your best outcome if you're thinking you can get two big 10 big big 10 teams in I don't I don't know if Michigan would sneak in with a loss unless you had some help you know with with other teams losing mm-hmm. I would have one loss Michigan get in over you know one loss Alabama and Georgia probably not and then you'd have to worry about you know the other you know, you got a Pac-12 team. I don't, I don't think they'd get it over one loss Oregon if they'd win the the Pac-12 at that point. So, I, I yeah, I think that'd be the outcome you'd want if you're trying to get two Big Ten teams in. Is Michigan win, Ohio State plays it close so they don't fall too much and yep. get help in the rest mm. of the conferences. So. Sure, sure. All right, well, it's going to be interesting. That's a big noon kickoff on on Saturday. Um, well, one last one, guys. Iowa, Nebraska. Nebraska favored by two, two and a half in some books now, over under at 26 and a half. I've seen it drop to 26. I don't know how low it can go. <laughs> Boomer, That's what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's two and a half on FanDuel when I checked. And there are just some fun, like, side bets you can get to this game if you just want to go crazy. I mean, there's right I've seen, like, a, you know, plus 5,000 if both teams score a touchdown on their opening drive. You can get plus 5,000 if both teams score in every quarter. If uh, you can get plus 30,000 for both teams to score a touchdown in every quarter. So if you think this is going to go crazy and every team scores, wow. you, know, you can get plus That'd 30,000. That'd be hilarious. I would put yeah. five yeah. bucks on that. Yeah, might as well. What the hell? I mean. <laughs> yeah. The other but happening are basically no. But uh, I, I just, the, the over-under in this just exceeded my No, the odds of it happening are I plus 30,000. <laughs> uh, Boomer. The odds of it happening are plus 30,000. Well, exactly. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah, the over under on this just exceeded every, every, you saw that on FanDuel? But, uh, yeah. Because um, I don't, where again, do I can't get on this game because it's at home. But, uh, yeah, I'm giving the Huskers. Why not? We're bound to win one of these. I've hey, lost the last it's three it's weeks. So, why not again? Yep. So, yeah. That's right. I'm going to say, go honestly, I think the Nebraska money line. Red. You might as well at that point. You know, yeah. Yeah, so over I, under. Yeah. Are they gonna? And even twenty six and a half. You're tempted to take the under on that, you know. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Do you think it'll go lower before game time? I mean, I think we'll get that down to twenty six, twenty five and a half. Boy, I think it's gonna kind of settle right here because there'll be a bunch of amateur betters just betting it for the fun of it and say they bet tried to bet the under at at twenty six or whatever. But there'll be enough sharps uh, propping it back up. Um, it's just the odds are of it staying that low at some point, right? You know, so I don't know. I mean, Iowa, Illinois last week uh, closed at thirty-two and a half. I betted at like thirty and a half earlier in the week, thinking it would go down. It actually went up. Um, but what was the final score? It, it hit the under, right? Fifteen thirteen. It was right down to the last end there, and uh, Iowa could have maybe tacked on more points or. Illinois could have, uh, you know, scored and, and it would have put it over, but um, 28. So um, I think it will come down to a special teams or defensive score to drive this over. Though. I mean, if the it was left up to the offenses, the 26 and a half would probably hit the under. That's my take. Uh, all right, guys. Well, that was a fun bet cast. Um, covered a lot. Oh, the Heroes Trophy, right, Boomer? Um, yes, it is. It's, it's one of the more boring trophies. Committee approved and 
stamped by a bunch of corporations. It's just, yeah, not organic like the old oaken buckets or slabs yeah. of bacon or the $5 bits of broken chair. It's just, you can do better, Big Ten. In this era of, of like, social media and, and all this type of stuff, why is it so hard for these universities and conferences to figure out that to make a trophy mean something, it really, it needs to be fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it has well, one doesn't always come with corporate sponsorships, Dave. And that's really no. what it's all about these days. So no. does yeah. Hy-Vee still sponsor this one? Ah, uh, yes, they do. Yeah. No offense okay. to Hy-Vee. I love shopping there. No. But, uh, yeah. You can do better than this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Five dollar bits of Hy-Vee there. Sponsorship well, rates. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, guys. Great. All right. Anything else? Any games I missed? No, there's should be a fun last weekend of the, of the season. So, hour and yep. 10 minutes. We're doing this. Boom. Let's get out of here. Parting shots. Rob, take it away. All right. First, I'd just like to remind everyone that if you are looking for some kind of nostalgic and Nebraska Huskers gift, you can go to one of the two locations for Alumni Hall. Um, one is at the South Point Pavilions on the south side of Barnes and Noble, and the other is on P Street in downtown Lincoln. And they have all kinds of awesome Black Friday deals coming up. Uh, get on their email list, check it out. Um, you know, Friday morning, I'm I'll, I'll be making the decision. I'm either putting up Christmas or I'm uh, going to watch football. We'll see. If, we'll, we'll have to see how the wife feels about that one. Um, I did start putting up Christmas early as a. You know, I've got got a little bit of time on my hands now between jobs. So, Take you know, I'm uh, yeah. So uh, we'll just, you know, although it may be snowing on Friday so here in, in Colorado um, be, as it works its way towards Nebraska on Saturday. So anyway, I hope everybody has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy whatever it is that you like to do on that holiday. Uh, spend time with family, spend time alone, you know, go out to Chinese food, whatever it is you do. Go Big Red. All right. Thanks, Rob. Boomer, get us out of here. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to be a glutton on Thanksgiving, so that's fine. You know, we'll make that work. And uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, you know, Nebraska women's soccer. You know, making a heck of a run here in the postseason. Um, playing in the Elite Eight against Stanford, you know, on Friday. So, you know, there's plenty plenty to play for outside of uh, Husker football that day. So, yeah, definitely. Volleyball's on at, at, yeah, volleyball's at on. Three and soccer's on at four. It's not just a one-sport weekend here, folks. It's, yeah. it's a good holiday weekend for Husker sports, and especially the Husker women. And they're certainly uh, soccer match at Stanford. Yeah, home? it's at Stanford. Yeah, the, the prior two games were here in Lincoln, so they okay. kind of had a good run in the postseason, you know, here at home. But yeah, they're playing number That's three awesome. Stanford. I think. I think Stanford's number three, if I remember right. But uh, yeah, so heck of a run for women's soccer. Let's see if they can keep that going. So why not? Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, um, great final regular season show. Hopefully we'll be doing a bowl show here in, uh, in the not too distant future. Let's cross our fingers and see if those guys can can get us uh, to Las Vegas or Phoenix or the Detroit. Motor City. I don't what care. Is- Just give me a bowl game, guys. Anything. Anything. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, it was a fun one. Uh, let's call that another Go Big Red Cat. Go Big Red. Heard at Sports Network Production.